Hello, everybody. Time for CodePen Radio 357. I have another outstanding CodePen member and guest of the show, Ryan Mulligan. How are you doing, Ryan? Good. Good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, my wife's last name is Mulligan. No relation, I assume. A lot of Mulligans so. out there, I don't think. don't know her. No. There's <laughs> quite, a, quite a few. I don't know if you've ever been to RyanMulligan.com, but I've been waiting for that to be given up for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, it's been what the is same it, like a, a senator in Texas or something. Oh no, my it's gosh. Three it's... random pictures <laughs> of little kids that I assume are very grown up at this point. Cause it's been up there. It says like, at the bottom, coolest kids in NH meaning probably New Hampshire. Huh? Yeah. That's a whole separate wow. site. So Dang, yeah. Keep your eye on every that. year. I look back and it's still renewed, renewed. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> coughing up the bucks. Yeah. Uh, you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll never get mulligan.com though. I don't know. Never. Got, that, that, no. That'd be a pricey one. No. Yeah. Yeah. Too, it's crazy these days. So otherwise known as hexagon circle online. Yeah. Makes perfect sense, of course, I'm sure. Is there a story behind that one? There is not. I've been asked that so many times, and I just like shapes. <laughs> uh-huh. So I combined those shapes together and said, hey, that's it. But, you know, now with like uh, the hexagon NFT stuff, I'm like not as not as keen on it, but... I <laughs> uh, know you got really screwed there. If you're not, if you're not in, you know, Twitter now famously having like kind of rounded... You could call them a hexagon circle if you said an NFT is your profile picture. Oh, ouch. Sorry, I didn't even think of that. Uh, You have not chosen to do that, I see. I have not. Although it does come up on this show a little bit because there's some crossover between the code pen and the NFT world a little bit, especially with some of the, you know, there's even NFTs that I don't think you can quite NFT the DOM, but you kind of can, or I, I don't know. I don't know all the details of it, but there, I have seen, you know, uh, essentially HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, you know, generative NFTs. And some of them are kind of cool, and some of them come from CodePen community itself. So for me to totally be ignorant on it, isn't a isn't a good move, but you haven't taken that leap yet. I my my understanding is so high level, and like yeah. it, I guess when it comes to the code pens, is it is it a snapshot or is it the code itself? Is it a combination? I, I don't really understand it. Yeah, right. I think it could probably be whatever it <laughs> wants to be in a way. Sure. But the way I've seen it on one particular marketplace was that they give you a replacement for math.random. And the point of it is that it's deterministic. So if you pass in a special URL parameter, that the values that math.random returns are then based on that URL parameter, meaning that you could mint 100 of them. But the point is that they'll always be the same because it's based on a URL hash. So like, it'd be too weird to own an NFT that was different every time you looked at it. I think that's kind of like not the point. (laughs) For sure, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, it allows you to mint like a hundred of them, have them be somewhat random in a way. My level, my understanding is very uh, high level too. And I didn't mean to drag you down this conversation. So what would be more interesting to talk about is some of your pens. You have some like really super famous ones. Like you made in 2020, you made a a card hover interactions that entered kind of infamy, infamy in code pen land. That one is so bizarre to me. That was actually at my previous job. I was working on a project and as I often do, I use code pen just to like spin something up really quickly. 
So that's what this uh-huh. was, was just to spin up this idea that the design team had. And, yeah. you know, next thing I know, it's number one in 2020. And I started, started cracking up. I'm like, this one? Really? There's so many just really wonderful code pens out there, especially in 2020. You know, we're all trying to be as creative as possible when we can't go anywhere. And and that one happened to be number one. So it's, it's really interesting. Um, I don't even think it's really a perfect thing either. You know, I think it just kind of worked for what it was for that scenario, but you know, it could be improved. No, I mean, I think you downplay it a little bit. It's, 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 um, I get what you mean. That's like a, you know, it's this blog post you spent 15 minutes on takes off because it happens to tap into this thought everyone is, is having yeah. or whatever, but the one you spend a month on, nobody cares because it, it just has passed the zeitgeist or whatever, but there's right. some stuff going on here. That's worth noting. I mean, it's the, it, the, the, the photographs you chose are like different enough and beautiful enough, yet they all work together pretty well. The idea of hovering over a card and having things happen to it is pretty, I don't know, common and cool these days and like the fonts you chose are really beautiful like that italic is like wow what what even is that and the way that the photos kind of darken to make the text reveal more gives people that feeling like oh if i'm gonna do this i should do it like this you know for sure yeah Uh, and like one of my favorite things to do is just tweak a cubic bezier right so really trying to get that easing like as as nice as possible as as seamless as possible Oh, yeah, so it is amazing how far that goes, isn't it? Like easing yeah. out is great or whatever, or whatever the default one is, which is just ease, I think. I don't know. What is the, what is the default? Default is ease. Yeah, that sounds about right, which is interesting. It's not linear, but I guess that makes sense if you're just trying to translate. I wonder, do you think that was like a, a success of CSS is to not make that? Because, no, you know, famously, nobody changes the defaults. We know that from working on CodePen is that it's, yeah, sure, it's great to offer options and stuff, but 99% of people never change the defaults, meaning that all websites in the world would have linear transitions on them, which are, for the most part, kind of not great, right? They're not, right. That's a, That's a good point. Might as well go with something that's a little snazzier. So it, it gives the web a little elegance. Yeah. It, they are useful sometimes, though, right? Like I, I'm trying to think of like the perfect use case for a linear transition, but sometimes you gotta you gotta ask for a linear. Well, it's good for like a, a ro- uh, infinite rotation, right? That's oh, commonly sure. when I use it. So if I just want something to spin 360 or turn one, because you want the speed at the end to be the same as the, the speed at the beginning exactly. of the next. Yeah, so it's just a constant motion. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so that's your that's your most famous pen, although I can see that being that's just like, oh, I just did this for work. You're not there anymore. You're at Netlify now, though, right? That's right, yeah. I just joined Netlify, gosh, what is it, week three? Oh, brand like, new. I was going to say, I didn't know Ryan worked there. That's cool, though. You, your title is Marketing Engineering Lead, so working on some of their marketing pages? or Yeah, my, my first... <laughs> My first PR was actually on the homepage itself, like in the uh, in the header. So that was pretty pretty wild. And really, I mean, for me, it's pretty common. It's just like adjusting layout, some content, getting that image in there. Yeah, you know, just trying to update stuff pretty quickly. But um, you know, I, I don't think I've ever joined a company. It's like pushing up a PR week one, and uh, it's it's on the homepage. So that was pretty pretty wild. But yeah, that's big because now I you know they're getting big. The, the, even the homepage, you know, just because everybody kind of keeps a little bit of an eye on Netlify, hoping plus they're a sponsor of the show and all that. Mm-hmm. 
um, it wasn't that long ago where I remember they launched this new homepage and it used the kind of used the I don't I think it was the Garfield font. It had kind of a I don't know a more wispy quality to it than what's what, what's there now. It. And all of a sudden, but it, but it leaned into that kind of like I don't know teal or you know muddy blue kind of thing that now I but now the new homepage is like power blue. A little change over there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good changes coming. I mean, they're, Netlify is always doing a lot of great stuff. Like, I, I think one of the coolest things is being able to see some of these beta features coming out, being able to uh-huh. see that like internally now as before where it's like, you're kind of waiting to see what they're rolling out with. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, you got you got the inside track. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's been, it's been a good couple of weeks for y'all. There's that Netlify graph stuff, helping out a- API usage. Certainly, I saw people sharing that around quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know if you've, played with that yet but it's really it's so simple to use it's really awesome i need to but I, I do like the idea of like well i like the idea that the word jamstack has turned into it's that it like almost like us just a static site almost like doesn't qualify as jamstack even though it does but let's you know let's just say that that would be the case that in order to earn the jamstack title that you have to do something dynamic a bit like use the a in Jamstack, even though it's not an acronym anymore but use some kind of api or something do something dynamic you mm-hmm. know and especially now that there's so many different things you could be doing that okay well it, it, you know if that's what you want me to be doing what apis you know and then like oh but really and it just it's just the usage of an api at all means like probably some auth and probably some you know but so so to say oh we're rolling out a feature to make that you know, twice as easy as it was before seems uh, pretty smart. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, I, I'm not going to gush on Netlify too much, but my my personal site, I moved that to Netlify, and it's amazing how easy that was to do. And like mm-hmm. now it's built on 11D, and just uh, how how awesome it is just to like push up changes to my repo, and then those changes are just reflected on the site. And you have full control over how that works too, right? You can like obviously have feature branches and like test those out first and migrate right, this back in. Right. So I think it's been such a great experience moving over to that. I was just thinking of how transformative that has been. And that was a big part of, I think, that push. But, you know, probably slightly before Netlify, I was like to, to high five Heroku because I feel like they oh, were yeah. a little a little OG and like, yep. you know where you should be able to deploy from? The CLI, Yeah, you know. Which Netlify, of course, does now too. But also Git, you know, like a commit should and could be a push if you want it to be. And, you know, Netlify comes in and just kind of blows up that world a little bit and really solidifies that. Like, this is how you um, can and should push code. And as you do it, we're going to give you these immutable URLs. And that's kind of a big deal because it's you think of them as this deploy preview, which it is, but you can like run tests against it Mm -hmm. and run linting and all that stuff i think that's it's a big deal and it's funny to see how almost that alone has like encouraged the use of this jamstack architecture because it's so obviously useful and then like where's all the other stacks and the other like hosting companies that are trying to you know encourage architectures of other types why aren't they like super fighting back why can't I, why isn't there a WordPress host that says, we'll spin up a staging copy of your WordPress for every push so that you can see what you're about to change? Because developers around the world are saying, we want this amazing. It works for every workflow. 
I understand it might be harder on different architectures, but still, it's like, geez, we need it. We want it. And maybe possibly they're making those changes. We just don't hear about it. It's flying under the radar. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But I feel like I keep an eye on things well enough to know sure. if that would <laughs> be happening a little bit. And it's not like, you know, staging is staging. That That's fine. But it's a little different than like an immutable preview, you know? Right. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Automatic. Automatic's the makers of WordPress.com, of course, probably the quickest and easiest way to spin up a WordPress site. And as you grow and perhaps have more in-depth or developer needs, you can always upgrade to a plan that's business or higher that allows you to have FTP access into it, install any plugin you want, have direct database access, really powerful stuff. If you want to sell something on WordPress.com, it's ultimately WooCommerce that does that. And WooCommerce is on WordPress.com. But if you self-host your WordPress site as well, WooCommerce is the plugin for you for selling stuff. Does a tremendous job of that. I've used it on many, many sites to sell things over the years. And then while we're talking about plugins, Automatic is the makers of Jetpack as well. And Jetpack is statistics for your site, but that's a tiny baby feature. It's real-time backups. It's it's all kinds of performance-focused features, like hosting your images and things like that. It's site search. It's just an amazing. It does all kinds of stuff for your WordPress site. Really a trifecta of WordPress power. So glad to have them as a sponsor for so long. Thank you so much, Automatic, for making good software that powers many websites that I personally uh, work on and am proud of. Let's do some more pens. You sent me this collection we'll put in the show notes. It was just some some Ryan picks, you know, beautiful stuff. One of them you have in here is a is a heart with some blasting rays from behind it that looks like it's from a brand new project. A little Valentine's Day thing you shot out just this year, right? Me send.love. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for a domain, which as you know, it's very hard to find. <laughs> but I just kind of wrote that randomly and it sort of made me laugh. So I just kind of rolled with it. So why not? I'll just nice. do that, get it for a little bit. But I think what's really interesting about that one is that, you know, in, in CodePen, uh, you know, a, a user can come in, click that customize button and then change that intro and outro text. So they can have it say whatever they want. And it's, it's kind of fun because when I have friends use it, they send the the code pen back with their customized text and then you see like they they wrote something in, in the beginning and then like the heart animates and goes through the whole thing you know using green sock to create some really cool animations with it and yep. uh I, and i i need to call out my my partner did the uh the heart faces and i love them like she gave me two options and i said i need the book so that's why <laughs> there's uh, two nice. of them in there they got a, like watery eyed hearts <laughs> yeah, they're very so good. very endearing but then so then you get to the outro and it's like, oh, you know, you have this anticip- anticipation building up to see like what that ad- that is going to be. So I think it's kind of fun. I was really excited about it. Yeah, truly. Yeah, it's cool. And then and then so maybe started life as a code pen, then you got to export it, then you got to put it somewhere else. So Netlify can host it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what's kind of great about having a, the pro account is I can export it and like make some tweaks locally and then, you know, push that to a repo. Yeah, right on. It's a thing that I almost want to write down to make sure that we have some unit tests or integration tests in place for because it counts on this ability that we probably put in many years ago that I just am kind of randomly glad is we just haven't broken in all those years, which is the idea that 
at query parameters from the parent get passed down into the preview, which is true in the pen editor and in full page view. Like your little preview link there shoots out to full page view on CodePen. Right. And that query parameter is present and it gets passed down into the iframe, which does not automatically happen on the, the old web platform. You know, uh, that has to be, we have to reach up to the parent and grab those and make, make sure that they're available inside. And it was just for use cases like this. Yep. You know, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. We'll try not to break that on you, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the kind of thing that, that sneaks by. Keep it alive. Yeah, no, yeah, we won't. We won't. I'm just saying it's a, it's a funky one. You wrote a blog post recently, too, that I linked up on CS's Tricks about Flip, yeah. which is you mentioned Greensock for this, um, you know, the, the me, me, send, me send dot love. So a lot of the animations on that are powered by Greensock, certainly the most famous uh, animation library on CodePen. They've done some cool stuff recently. It was a release of theirs that made the Flip plugin free. Some of their yeah. plugins, they say, oh, in order to get access to that, you sign up for our, you know, I forget what they call it exactly, but the Green Shock like membership thing unlocks some some plugins. But this one used to be behind that little paywall kind of thing, and they have freed it from that very generously of them. I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't have done it. Y'all can pay for my sweet code. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> But they did in flip, meaning this like famous Paul Lewis thing, meaning what? What is it? First, last, input, in, invert, play, invert, play. Yeah, which was this like kind of clever idea that you should what move things to where they're going to be, <laughs> and then you know use like tra CSS transforms to put them back at their starting location. That way, when you when you play the animation, it's just transforms being used to move. It's kind of a way to force you into using transforms rather than using something like left, right, top, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's really clever. But to write all that stuff by yourself, I don't know if you've ever tried, but it's, it's not easy. I mean, there's a lot to it that you have to be thinking about. So yeah. it's nice that the flip plugin, especially now being a, a free plugin, you know, it makes it so easy just to do that. And there's so many like little parts. Like I, I'm a big fan of the, the API of GreenSock. So it just makes it so easy for me to just kind of set this, this stuff up. So like, I, I know you're uh, referring to the, the cart animation thing that I put together. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect case for Flip, right? Is that all, you, all these kind of cart items are laid out in a grid and it looks like, you know, they're just sitting there in a grid and then then you animate them to their final position. But yep. I guess that is what's happening. But a library is what helps do it and then make sure that it's super performant and, and right. also in cream that it's not it wasn't it's not hard to write you just say like you know change class flip <laughs> yeah right you know, like that's yeah it's just tremendously easy to and get the, done. the fact that you can use uh like there's like an on complete method so like when that first transition completes you can run another one and do all this stuff so i think if yeah you, there uh, you go so you get the power of gsap with along for the ride and yeah all. yeah so like if you click on one you know it's kind of a crude idea of uh you know you wouldn't really have <laughs> maybe a shopping cart experience animate this way like there's a little more thought that needs to go into it but uh what's nice is that when it does animate it hits that that button that cart and then like it can say like at this point like i want to flip the uh the count right so that little yeah, bubble that from number one to two up. or two to three or whatever yeah, yeah. right 
and you want that to happen at the end of that animation. So if you're doing this purely in CSS, not only would it be more difficult, but you'd have some magic numbers, you know, exactly. so you'd be like, oh, there's, there's 1000 milliseconds to run the animation. So that means the next animation needs to start at 1000 milliseconds. Yeah. You just, you'd have some technical debt there, wouldn't you? For sure. I mean, you can get clever, put things into CSS custom properties, custom and, properties and do it that yeah. way, but still it's, it's not, it's easier to manage obviously this way with the, mm. the flip plugin yeah pretty neat so it's a, still a great technique it's not even a new technique but no uh but the it's kind of coming back in vogue a little bit because of the the plugins freeness and stuff it, i don't even, it, I'm, surely it wasn't even the only library that did it i have some memory of david Korshid probably having a flip specific plugin that he made at one time i'm not sure if he maintained it or still recommends it or whatever but i think other right, and probably right. paul lewis himself probably put something out when he talked about the technique in general but then it always changes the game a little bit when gsap does it i think of their scroll timeline too there's all kinds of plugins to do scroll animations but when they do it then it's like then everybody just uses that <laughs> or was, they you know i was doing a, a project for a friend wanted to create this like sort of virtual card game right so i was doing like a quick prototype and i built it in view just to have like a, mm -hmm. a little store and everything and i had it where you had like your your cards and you would click on it and it would put the cards up on the screen and you can like scroll back and forth to see all the cards that you have right but when it did that in view it like automatically transitioned these things perfectly the way i wanted it to so I think Vue might have that built in. I mean, certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but like I couldn't believe it just did that. Oh, that's right. Flip is in Vue. It's yeah, in Vue. you're right. It yeah. is. It is. It is. Yep. So you so, wouldn't need it necessarily in Vue. I think Svelte might too. Right. But, you know, not everything in the world is in Vue or Svelte. So for sure. Yeah. Of, yeah. Well, it's just funny. <laughs> I was trying to recreate it with just JavaScript and, and CSS. And I'm like, why can't I get this to work? And I realized that's why, because it's like a built in feature with the view transition yeah. a little freebie in view land yeah. interesting it'd be cool to like to, to have you know whoever wrote that in view talk to whoever landed the commits probably jack in green sock mm -hmm. and be like how did you approach it what kind of new you know what edge cases did you find you know yeah yeah uh, i love it i just used it the other just to do like a little kind of a rotation thing but the idea being you know you have a bunch of cards like you had that but instead of them moving down into a cart they shifted position on the grid and flip was great for that too because it means that i don't have to configure flip to say you know, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. I do all that in CSS. Just mm -hmm. say, ah, change a class, move crap wherever. Mm -hmm. There could be 10 items. There could be three items. They could move to totally different places on the grid. I don't have to touch my JavaScript to deal with that. I do all that where it's more comfortable for me in CSS. And then, and then just say, and flip. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the beauty of the flip API is just do what you're going to do. Yeah, trigger it's... the it's so much fun though. I, I love messing around with that and experimenting with that. I mean, there's a lot of things to consider, obviously, like you might not do this in production or you have to consider like a uh, motion and all that kind of stuff. So I tried to, I think I did that in this pen too, where if you have reduced motion on, it won't animate this thing flying across the screen. It'll just kind of like put it inside yeah. the, the cart. So obviously Thankfully, JavaScript to, has a nice API for that too. You do that. What is it? Window.match match media. media. And, yeah. Yeah. Super easy. What always gets me is that I, I remember that part and I write it, but then I forget that you set that to a variable and then to actually test it, you have to t test that variable dot matches. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, Every it time. kills me. 
<laughs> so some other interesting pens here. There's a um, there's a little little words jumping up and down. Oh, interesting. That's a use that splitting library. Is that Shaw's thing? Yeah, that was. Gosh, when was that? Twenty nineteen. Uh, it was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, I think that was probably the heyday of that one. Yeah, it, that was like a three-part series when I was doing that. That was a lot of fun. Like I did the first one and it got pretty good reception. So uh-huh. I figured, okay, I'll do another one. And then I started getting feedback from from the crowd and saying like, what do you want to see? What words do you want to see? And, you know, that's nice. sort of like a yeah, So it's all verbs. That. Like it's not just jumping. It's this. Yeah, yeah. It's w- words that where each character has a little animation to it that are evocative of whatever the word is. Yep. So yeah, and falling I, or yeah. I got the the dot com for that. So it's animatedverbs.com if you haven't nice. seen it. So that puts the whole collection together, which is nice. Yeah. Well, you're a classic use case for make a pen and then yep. it's so cool that it really deserves deployment with a proper URL, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, CodePen is the way I start a lot of things. It's just the easiest way, I guess, because I've been using it for so long for my brain to be like, okay, let's do something really quick. Let's prototype this thing and then kind of evolve it from there. I mean, CodePen is actually what got me my job with Expedia. Like I actually had someone reach out to me based on the CodePens I was making. And that's actually how I met my partner was at Expedia. And then like five years later, now we're married and living in california living that beach life but yeah code pen kind of got us there yeah yes yeah, right it did makes <laughs> makes love happen thanks code pen yeah <laughs> there's some classy touches on this too you got the uh, scroll snapping going so you yeah you know it kind of centers the word properly in each i think floating's my favorite oh there's lots of stuff to stuff to pick a favorite though they're all so fun i think uh was there ghosting right i think that's what it was that i think that's my favorite i haven't looked at it in a long time i just had um it published today as we're recording but it'll be that'll be a week ago when people are listening to this one it was Amit sheen's uh, when you said ghosting it reminded me of this letter morphing one which would have worked oh. really nicely with this where it they kind of the letter kind of fades away through through blurring and i've seen that yeah that's so clever i love it I'm a big fan of that one. I mean, his his work in general is really great. So a lot of inspiration from that. Clever dude. Looks like there's a, uh, I like how you, you know, like that one you use splitting, but you brought your own, you know, obviously brought your own creativity to the party. There's a burger boxer here, which looks like it must be that um, Z-Dog thing. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's like you kind of, uh, you have a, a knack for, you know, and GSAP used to knock for picking like well done, cool libraries and doing something extraordinary with them. Gotta love the burger boxer. That one was <laughs> a lot of fun. I, I definitely got the, uh, the axes wrong though. So if you like click on them, you could spin them around, but <laughs> it's definitely not, not the right way. So I, I've been meaning to clean <laughs> that up, but it's fine. It's fun. It's uh, just supposed to be wacky, but yeah. that combines, well, wacky, I maybe. think Z dog with, gsap right i think i use gsap to animate him oh really yeah because he, he do, does move around that's a good point is that i you know i, I like i'll use gsap for flip and then in my mind i'm like gsap yeah it's the one that makes flipping easier or i do a scroll line i'm like yeah gsap it's the the scroll library you know but only because i don't animate that much people the proper way to think about gsap is it can animate anything mm-hmm. 
and just use it to do to do anything. It's not that SVG animation library. It's not that canvas animation library. It's just an animation. Yeah, library. Just a, yeah, it gives you so much control over timelines like it. Dare I say it reminds me of flash days a little bit. And I, I loved. Flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not I mean, I'm sure you know that story, but the Greensock was a flash library. Oh, no, so I didn't. They, yeah. They, that's was the, that's where they had their comeuppance and all their biggest success. And when that died, they're like, whoa. I mean, what I don't next? know the exact. Yeah, I guess we better bring these same <laughs> APIs elsewhere. And now we're successful in doing that. Wow. Pretty cool. Learned something today. <laughs> yeah, we should. I should get that story more correct, probably. Although I'm not, <laughs> not, a, not a paid evangelist for Greensock, but they, they have been uh, uh, very kind to us at CodePen over the years. So we try to return the favor. For sure. They're great over there. Uh, but you don't, you, um, you know, dabble in, in React and such too. Has Does does Netlify use React? I mean, I know you're in week week three. Yeah, I mean, there's projects that do. There's projects that use Vue. There's uh, projects that yeah. use Eleven D and all sorts of stuff. We there's a wide range of things being used. Yeah, cool. And you're no you're no stranger to those technologies yourself. Clearly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I used React in my previous job for. What was it? How long was I there? It feels like forever years. with the pandemic, it's hard to say, but I think it was like over two and a half years, you know? So a lot yeah, of right on. React knowledge gained through that experience, which was uh, great. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it looks like this React slider, which shares some bones to the cover cards, is actually older. Yeah, I wrote card. a Code Drops article for that too. Um, and that's when uh, I was first... It does- starting <laughs> out funny. with uh with react i was just kind of trying to learn react and i decided to build this yeah. slider out with it and like have that parallaxy goodness yeah built into it yeah it feels it feels code drops you know what what was it did they incur you know did, were, were they like this demo is cool but it should have that parallaxy vibe was there any kind of editorial suggestions from them i'm curious i don't i haven't talked to anybody that's worked with them that closely. no i it, this was back in it might have been right before I worked my previous job. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm trying to remember. I think they reached out and they asked me if I wanted to like write an article about this code pen. So I had the code pen already done. Oh, nice. And then they said, hey, you want to like really expand on it? Like tell people how you did it? And I, I was like, yeah, that would be great. You know, and that's when I first started really writing more more articles and stuff was at that point. So that was like my first like real like publication on the web that Sweet. wasn't, or I guess that was related to code. So. And then I, I think I have one comment in there that calls out like you shouldn't push React into this thing, this whole library, just to make this this slider. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know. It's like I'm <laughs> I'm also learning at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's always tricky, right? Because it's it's a little bit like screw off, you know? What do you care? You know? Like yeah, I mean, <laughs> point point made for sure. I I agree. Like this could be done with vanilla JavaScript pretty easily, but you know, it can also be done with a framework. If that's their opinion, like you could turn your whole life into like just scouring anything anybody ever made. You could question the choices that they made to build it. You know, it's like not a healthy, not a healthy place to travel. I don't think. Although I, I, I like your pragmatism point point made. Yes. This doesn't (laughs) have to be react. Cool. That's the internet. Yeah, indeed. It it seems to me that if this made it to code drops that they'd, they do, you know how they do like, they don't just do one demo. They do like 15 with variations. And so I always appreciated that about them, but maybe not in this case, because it was already done by the time you wrote it. 
what's your what are some of your favorites that's yeah i think i was a big fan of that password input light i thought that was a lot of fun and that was another one where you know internet comments come out and they're like oh you shouldn't do this because then people can see your password more easily if they're standing behind you it's like well yeah you're not gonna do this on a production site we're just having a good time um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that that's was funny even though they're kind of wrong because so many companies have switched over to having a button for revealing passwords i know this is a extra fun way to do it but fundamentally it's the same idea yeah i think it's the attention that it draws by having it like switch the entire background color and like beam oh, I this suppose. light onto your <laughs> right <laughs> onto right your right there's a laser but that was a fun one. There's even new APIs that are, I kind of I forget the details of it, which is going to make for bad radio. But you know how I'm sure, in, did you do the thing where in JavaScript, you change it from type equals password to type yes. equals text? Yep. Right. There's some new way to do that where you don't have to do that. I <laughs> did not point. know that. That's great. I'm taking <laughs> notes. All yeah, don't, <laughs> don't try it you just yet. Yeah, I just think the web platform has realized that, that's my favorite thing to watch about the web platform is when stuff like this exists for years and years and there's momentum and thought and thinking behind all this. And then and then you see a new API that says, Oh, look, we see what you're trying to do. Why don't we make that easier and better? Because mm-hmm. there's some danger in just switching it. Oh yeah. Input type. I think it can mess with your, uh, you know, like if you use one password or something or built-in browser stuff that it gets confused or doesn't like it in some way. And so if you didn't have to do that, wouldn't that be better? Why? Yes. Yes, it would. Thanks so much for sharing that. And the rest of these pens, there's a bunch of pens in this collection you put together that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Maybe we'll get a chance to do that again sometimes. Love to have you back on the show sometime. Pleasure to talk to you, Ryan. Is there anything you want to tell the world any encouragement for fellow code penners out there don't stop believing keep code penning (laughs) (laughs) i i I think the the biggest thing for me i i don't think i would have learned as much without code pen so being able to have this tool and i know there's a lot of other tools out there but this just happened to be the one i fell into and i think being able to come here and have the community that we have with code pen is really is really what pushed me to keep creating and doing these things. So it's been a lot of fun that way. It's made working in tech a little bit more fun and uh, uh, and creative oh. than, than maybe it would have been without it. And it's helped That's me awesome. with my career too. I mean, it's got me to where I am today. So you know, I think just being yeah. able to come come up with wacky ideas is uh, something you should never yeah. push aside. I feel like we should have singles night on CodePen. You know, knowing how well it's worked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can have my uh, my story. I <laughs> uh, appreciate your time so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for coming on the show. For sure. Thanks for having me.